began um, about six weeks ago. Um, next Sunday is Pentecost, um, and we're going to have an all-in service. So um, I'm warning you now, it's going to be a lot of fun, slightly crazy, um, because it's Pentecost. But anyway, um, we have been looking at, at the Holy Spirit. And um, last week, I looked at the gifts of the Spirit. If you missed any of the talks and you're interested, then they're all on Spotify, aren't they? Are they? I'm looking at you because I know you listen to them on Spotify. I don't really do Spotify. I'm a little bit like backward in that, in that, that context. Um, anyway, um, we, um, last week I talked about the gifts of the Spirit and being expectant and how we can have them if we ask for them. And the Holy Spirit is available to all of us. And this morning I'm asking the question, are you desperate? Desperate for the Holy Spirit. Are you in a place in life where things are desperate? Situations are desperate. Perhaps you're sitting here right now and you're desperate for a wee. Well, the toilets are just out there, so you're more than welcome. Um, no one will raise an eyebrow. Maybe you're desperate for um, a Nintendo Switch. I say that my son is next door. Um, he is desperate for a Nintendo Switch. Do you know how expensive they are? Um, that's a whole other story. Maybe you're desperate. You're desperate to see breakthrough in the lives of friends and family. Maybe you find yourself in a position where you are desperate for uh, provision, for healing, for guidance from God. If you are here this morning and you are desperate in any sense of the word, then it is so right that you're here. I found myself this week uh, chatting to a friend and found myself quite desperate for a few different friends of mine who I'm close to, who are in situations where it feels pretty desperate. And I was reading um, in John 11 about when Lazarus dies. Lazarus was one of Jesus' friends. He was friends with his sisters as well, Mary and Martha. You might have heard of them. If not, then do turn to uh, John 11 in a Bible uh, if you want to check it out. But the bit I got stuck on this week was in verse... Um, six, when Jesus heard uh, that Lazarus was sick and he didn't immediately rush to go and heal him. He stayed where he was for two days. And I got stuck in that verse this week because I was desperate for my friends and I wanted Jesus to turn up. I want Jesus to turn up. And I'm like, Jesus, I know that in, in, this, in this instance, you were waiting so that you could reveal your resurrection power because Lazarus dies. This is a total spoiler. Lazarus dies. Jesus turns up two days later and he raises him from the dead. Boom. Isn't that amazing? Um, a boom was for you then, Betty. Boom. Um, but I got stuck in that place of Jesus. Jesus, don't wait two days. Jesus, come, turn up now, because I know that you have that resurrection power available that you could put into action. Please do it now. I find myself in that place of desperation. Fast forward a few chapters, John 14, verses 16 to 17. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Jesus is speaking to his disciples in the midst of their uncertainty and their anxiety over the fact that Jesus has talked about the fact he's going to die. But Jesus promises to send an advocate, a helper, to take his place. 
an advocate that will never leave. The Greek is parakletos. It means uh, one who is summoned to come alongside, to aid, to help. You know, when we pray the words and we say them all the time, come Holy Spirit, they are three of the most powerful words that you can pray. In that place of desperation, in that place of wanting to see God break in and change a situation or move or provide or speak, we can call on him. We can say, come Holy Spirit. Now, if you're here or you're listening to this and you're feeling fearful or anxious about anything, you can pray, come Holy Spirit, and he will bring comfort and peace a peace that surpasses all understanding, Scripture tells us. If you're here this morning and you are lonely or isolated, you can pray, come Holy Spirit, and he will come as your friend and as your teacher and guide. If you're stressed or overwhelmed, come Holy Spirit. He wants to carry our burdens he wants us to guide us along the right path. If you're feeling guilty or ashamed, come Holy Spirit and he will wash us clean. He will heal us up and he will set us free. You know, this is all good news. Unfortunately, instead of praying come Holy Spirit, most of us, if you're anything like me, we're so easily distracted and so easily get stuck in that place of distress or desperation. Like I got stuck in that verse, Jesus stayed. Jesus stayed two extra days, not going to the, his, his sick friends. We can get stuck in that place. You know, we can get distracted by everything else. I recently heard of an Iranian guy who um, is now living in the UK and he was imprisoned in his, for his faith when he lived in Iran. He suffered, uh, he suffered torture because of what he believed. And he came to the UK and he, he stood up and said to, in a friend's church a few weeks ago, it is harder to be a follower of Jesus in the UK than it is in Iran because of all of the desires. I was like, whoa. We get so pulled by the world and the desires that it's hard to follow Jesus. In, even in that place of desperation, we can get stuck in that place of, of, of you know, numbing our pain with the latest series of something on Netflix, with uh, video games, with drink, with food, with shopping. We can numb the distress we feel rather than turning to Jesus, turning to the Holy Spirit, the Parakletos, and saying, come Holy Spirit. You know, we can, or we can expect people to fulfill our needs, people to solve the situation. Maybe our friends, our family, our spouse, our parents, our pastors, fix us, rescue us, tell me what to do, rather than saying, come Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit waits patiently for us to call on him. And it's not in our nature, is it, to wait you know, we love, like, I love Amazon Prime. Hold my hands up. I need something. I've discovered I need something. A couple of clicks, it will arrive tomorrow. Stress over. You know, we're not, we're not necessarily wired at waiting. 
But yet the Holy Spirit is waiting for us to call on him. You know, Jesus waited. He stayed two days before he went to Lazarus. Mary and Martha waited. I wonder what those conversations were like. You know, it's easy for us sometimes to want to control a situation, or maybe all the time, depending on who you are. We want to control a situation to make it work. We find ourselves in a place of desperation, or we find ourselves in a place where our closest friends and family are desperate. You know, we could try and avoid that desperation, or we could choose to embrace it and turn to the Holy Spirit. You know, Psalm 63 verse 1 says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. Is that a prayer that we pray regularly? Can we say, my soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. You know, if that is our prayer, if that is your heart's cry, then it's so good to know that the Holy Spirit is drawn to those who are desperate. You know, if you were to sit in a room with, if you've got children with one of your children and a child that has come from somewhere like Haiti or Afghanistan and they are starving and both of these children are crying out for food, I imagine that most of us would go to the most desperate first. It doesn't mean that you don't love your own child, that you don't want to care for them. Of course not. But we are wired quite like God. We're made in his image. And God loves to provide for his children and particularly those that are running towards him desperate those who are crying out to him. You know, over the last few weeks, as we have explored the person, the presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit leading up to Pentecost next week, my prayer for all of us, for everybody that we're connected to, is to have desperation stirred in our hearts for more of God, for more of his power and his presence. So I'm going to briefly look at three prayers of desperation Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. Help me, and I am weak. I don't know whether those phrases feature in your vocabulary. Um, But when we pray, I need you. Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. It means I can't do this on my own. I don't have what it takes in my life at this moment without your help breaking in. It's like when a child cries out in the middle of the night, Mommy, Daddy, they need you. You know, it happened for us this week, Monday night. Mommy! Unfortunately, she didn't get to the bathroom in time and was sick all over the carpet. She needed us. She, all she could say was, Mommy! You know, are we in that place with God where we just, we're on our knees and we're like, Daddy! Holy Spirit, come. That desperate plea. Mark 2, 17 says, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, 
but those who know they are sinners. When we recognize that God is God and we are not, we run to him in desperation. We run to him and he recognizes that we want him and we need him and he comes running to us. Matthew 5, 3 says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. That, that applies to us. When we realize that we have nothing, we are nothing, in exchange for that realization, God gives us everything. The kingdom of heaven, all that heaven has to offer is given to us if we just recognize how much we need him. So prayer of desperation number one, Holy Spirit, I need you. Prayer of desperation number two, come Holy Spirit, help me. You know, we talked right at the beginning of this series about the the pitfalls we can fall into in prayer where we just give God a list of how we expect him to work and act on our behalf. And I fell into that pitfall this week. God, you should be doing this, 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 and this. Oh, sorry, you are God and I am not. You know, real faith, I talked about at the beginning of this series, according to Jesus, is asks for a yes, but can cope with a no. Sometimes when we pray, it's like hanging off a cliff. And yes, we have specific expectations of of how we want to be rescued. Can we say, Lord, it's over to you? We don't get to make the calls of how and who and when God helps us. We simply pray, come Holy Spirit, help me. It's not necessarily a method. It's just about seeking the face of God, the person of the Holy Spirit who is our advocate, the one who comes alongside and aids us. In the book of James, chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, it says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, for he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is is as unsettled as a wave on the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything we do. I don't want my loyalty to be divided between God and the world. I don't want to be that unsteady ship that's tossed about by the waves. I want God to hear me. You know, when we ask the helper for help, we can trust that he will do his best. And the key in that prayer is trust. Will we let go? Will we submit our will and ask God for help without agenda, without specifics coming to mind? He knows what's best, how to provide for us in every given situation. So prayer of desperation, I I need you, help me. And finally, come Holy Spirit, I am weak. I am not strong enough to carry this burden on my own. I am weak. 
can't carry myself. I can't carry my family through this. I am weak. I'm not strong enough to finish this work and to finish well. Come Holy Spirit, I am weak is such a powerful prayer because it acknowledges our weakness and draws us close to him. And you know what? God's perfect strength, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. You know, when we come to God in our weakness, he says, best case scenario. Paul, complete legend who wrote a lot of the New Testament, um, he talks about this in 1 Corinthians 12. He talks about a thorn in his flesh and he says this in verse 7, I was given a thorn in my flesh. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Only three is just my reflection on that verse. Um, Maybe I'm just the wife who's like a dripping tap, slightly naggy. Um, Sorry. Three different times he begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My grace is sufficient, it says in the NIV. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Paul was desperate. He begged the Lord to take away this thorn in his flesh. God's answer didn't come in a form of relief. He didn't come with his tweezers and remove that thorn. God allowed the thorn to stay in his flesh. The Holy Spirit was teaching Paul that even with a thorn, even in weakness, he is enough. He is more than enough. He is saying, I am strongest in your weakness. He is strongest in our weakness. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit turns up and calms the storm. Other times, he calms us, his children, in the midst of the storm. In the situations that we face, each of us need to know that he comes alongside us. He aids us. He provides help when we need it. albeit to fix the issue that we face or to guide us through it and teach us and help us grow in our faith. So if you find yourself in a desperate place or you know that you want to be more desperate for the power and the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit, then the most uh, apt prayers are, I need you, I need help, I am weak. So as we pray, come Holy Spirit, regardless of, of, of what that ends up, looking, ends up looking like, we need to know that the Holy Spirit comes to us. He will walk with us through the storm. He will help us climb the mountain. He will help us cross any desert we're facing where there is a dry and parched land. Three most powerful words. Come Holy Spirit.